Are you an independent musician? How would you like to have your songs played on hundreds of radio stations just like the one you're listening to right now? Join MusicSubmit.com and we'll promote your music to radio stations and blogs in your genre. It's free to set up your account and we guarantee your music will be considered for airplay by radio stations worldwide. Why not sign up today? It's free. MusicSubmit.com. Radio promotion for indie musicians. shows airing every Monday at 10 o'clock on oh, you know what S-I-M-E Mixar Radio 24-7 the show you're about to listen to here is the world of the paranormal featuring our newest host 
Nicole Fontaine. And we'll talk about him later on this afternoon. We'll probably talk about him just a little bit throughout the show. But Nico Fontaine is an interesting gentleman. I met him a little while back. And he's very articulate. And he's very passionate about what he talks about. So, without further ado, we're going to bring you Mr. Nico Fontaine. Welcome to the world of the paranormal. And this is G.E. Shaw. And this is S.I.M.E. Mixar Radio 24-7. Sorry about that. It is early in the morning. In this episode of Ghost Etc., we dive into the science surrounding the 1984 ghost-catching comedy that had everyone asking, who are you going to call? Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Ghostbusters! Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you! My name is Nico Fontaine, and what I'm about to tell you is probably going to sound a little strange. You have been warned. Welcome to Ghosts Etc. What's going on, guys? My name is Nico Fontaine, your resident ghost guru. Welcome to Season 2 of Ghost Etc. In our previous three-part series, we covered a lot of technical jargon and something that I like to call Ghost Hunting 101. So for Season 2, I wanted to compare films based on paranormal events and, you know, essentially weed out the pseudoscience from the bullshit and share the origins of some of uh, your favorite films. In my mission to bridge the gap between science theory and folklore, I have assembled some of my favorite films and I've dissected what is supported paranormal activity and what is just complete bullshit. So kicking it off the season, I have decided to begin with what I consider the perfect example of what advanced tools in future science might look like and some of the advancements that would allow us to go further in our investigations. In the cult comedy classic, Ghostbusters, released on June 8th, 1984, we follow the science and hijinks of three parapsychology students. So in the film, doctors Peter Venkman, Ray Stans, and Egon Spengler lose their grant at a Columbia University and are effectively booted from the said university due to some odd and unorthodox experiments. So after an investigation at a library leads to the encounter with a specter, and a shitload of new data that they didn't have before, the trio decides to go into business for themselves as ghost eliminators, and thus the Ghostbusters were born. So, obviously, before I go any further, I must mention there's probably going to be a little bit of spoilers ahead, and let's be honest, this is a courtesy warning. The movie's almost 35 years old. If you haven't seen it yet, what the hell are you waiting for? So, now getting into the plausibility of the movie, right? How can this comedy be relevant to anything I do in the field? Well, one of the cool things about the film and the film series in general and the comic books that came later is that a a lot of the film 
and a lot of the you know the franchise use a lot of science to explain things um, I mean information and data that's collected by investigators like myself was essentially used as the backbone of the film and franchise we've got EMF or electromagnetic frequency uh, meters and, and all that stuff like that EVPs um, ectoplasm poltergeist and like even like a classification system um, they're, they're all put in place as kind of a grounding for the viewer you know even during this like over-the-top scenarios that they always end up encountering so one of the cool tools one of the first cool tools that they end up using um, is something called a psychokinetic energy meter um, or a PKE for short um, this is literally a souped up EMF um, detector um, and basically just uses the science that we we know as investigators that paranormal entities either put out or alter electromagnetic energy so with this information and gathered by a good meter we in the real world can determine what we call a hot spot and essentially just a place to initialize or start your investigation well in the film the pke takes it a step further by instead pinpointing the origin of the energy flux it's very similar to like a metal detector you know gliding it across the beach it'll basically get you within feet of what we would consider the source so the meter is is amazing because it also collects a lot of extra data um i'm assuming ghost composition stuff like, like that and Later on in the film, they use that information to develop something they call the Spectral Containment Unit, which is essentially a jail for ghosts, something that can imprison a ghost um, or spirit in indefinitely. So, very cool tech. Um, in our investigations, we measure the movement and concentration of electrons, or negatively charged ions. This is similar to what they do in the movie. Knowing that the entities produce or manipulate the electrons in the air or even nearby power sources, basic science dictates that in order to capture, restrain, or attract the ghost, one must use positively charged ions, or what we call protons. Like a magnet, for example, opposites attract, right? This literally is the basis for the rest of the film gadgets in the, the lineup. So their flagship product, their flagship gear gadget, um, is the Nuclear Charged Particle Accelerator, or their Proton Pack. The pack concentrates protons by using a mini-cyclotron, channeling through a positron collider and emitting wave-fire positronic ionized stream of proton energy through a particle thrower. It's a lot of big words. I got that straight off the Ghostbusters site. Um, but essentially, in practical terms, it shoots out a stream of positive ions and effectively surrounds and can hold the negative ions. Obviously, this is cool, but bullshit tool that we all wish we had. Though the science seems completely sound, I just don't know anyone who would risk a nuclear exposure just to test one of these guys. Maybe someday in the future, right? So using a similar tech and then integrating a laser containment system, the Muon, or Ghost Trap, is their third iconic bit of equipment. Once again, this tech, to my knowledge, does not exist. But it's a really fun tool to, to see in action on film. So the Ghostbusters would essentially utilize 
the positronic stream from the proton pack as sort of like a lasso, right? So imagine this like electric lasso just circling and engulfing the ghost. They would then move the ghost and stabilize it over the trap. At that point, somebody would slide the trap out, activate it with a little foot pedal, and effectively just suck the entity in. Um, which is, again, really cool to watch and great sound effects in the film, by the way. Um, another bit of cool tech, of course, but it's totally science fiction. Um, the Ghostbusters franchise also sat heavily on a ghost classification system, with classes 1 through 7 being very similar to the uh, classifications that I gave you in one of my previous episodes. Where the series deviates is with an expanded class system with the film having classes all the way through 11 and the later iterations of the series like the cartoons and the comics having classes into the 20s a famous class five being the mischievous and always hungry green blob slimer um, who essentially ends up being their resident ghost pet um, with bigger uh, ghosts uh, being like or monsters whatever you want to call them uh, like the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man or like Gozer from the first movie, rounding out what's considered to be a class seven. Now, honestly, guys, if, if none of these names or the tech that I'm talking about ring a bell, you are seriously living under a rock. So let's sum it up. Ghostbusters being a comedy and having a pretty larger than life plot, in my opinion, does a fantastic job grounding a lot of its claims in science, taking actual data that I deal with every day and developing tools that could only be described as a ghost hunter's dream. The series delivers so much techno babble, but in some funny, funky way, they, they stay grounded and relatable, even to those who have no idea what goes on in the actual field. So, if you haven't already, check out Ghostbusters. As of the release of this podcast, both the original and the sequel are streaming on Netflix. And if you have Amazon or Amazon Prime, the Blu-ray is available there for like less than 20 bucks. Like the set for both one and two. Less than 20 to 20 bucks. Get on this, folks. Anyways, so this episode is the first of my season two series, Science in Cinema where I will be essentially comparing box office films with what I know about the subject, essentially separating science fiction and science fact. I'll also dive into the real-life events that inspired the creepy films we love so much. So if you enjoyed this show and our other episodes and would like to see us provide continuous quality content in the future, I have set up a Patreon page where you can show your support. And um, I've provided the link up in the podcast description. Also, um, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes or whatever the high rating is on the podcast listening source of your choice. Um, essentially, where you choose to listen to us. Um, I'll keep... Uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll seriously help us um, reach a greater audience, and we would just greatly appreciate it. All right, guys. So once again, my name is Nico Fontaine. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Um, and I hope to see you all back for the next episode of Ghost Etc.
and we'll be talking to Mr. Nico Fontaine this afternoon or earlier this evening about Ghostbusters, about premieres of other supernatural movies, TV shows, etc., etc. But most of all, we're just going to bring an intro into the show. Because in future shows, he will be on. We'll be talking about a lot of crazy, spirit, supernatural, paranormal things that people don't really want to talk about. Because people like him, and even I believe in some of the stuff, think them nuts. Think them crazy. Take them way out there. But you know what? Listen to the guy. Give him a shot. You never know who you're going to call. This is G.E. Shaw, and this is Mixar Radio 24-7, coming to you every Monday with the new premiere of the world of the paranormal with Nico Fontaine. And that's it for this morning, except we're going to send you out with something I think honors the new show. This is my boy, Darwin Theory, talking about soul searching. This is G.E. Shaw. Until then, you have a good day. Or good morning, that is. Hey, yo, just let my true fans know. Be the realest stuff I ever wrote. Up in the studio getting loose, man. Truest words ever spoke. Tripping about future conditions The way I'm living Maybe skidding Heading for collision Cards missing Ask for others They tell me Go fishing Wishing for that hand Distance my plans from competition But I collide slide under Like they had my number But these back roads home Leave the area codes unknown My false belief I live more happily In apathy Where nothing's satisfactory Thinking less hope Much more practically The shoe fit Bought a matching hat Carried matches That burn bridges Black me against the world But I attack Attempting to fortify Guess we all born to die physically I'm out soul searching But pitifully catch misery Cause I want it all instead of letting go with those desires Trying to run through walls, not believing I can fly higher and be falling Got a job to do, but I call in sick Like this is life and I'm disturbed with it And go I'm soul lost searching. in an inner sorrow No matter where I go, I can't see a path to follow By tomorrow may consume me, I'm so certain Feeling hollow, so tonight I'm going soul searching 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 Forget it, I can't write no more Something ain't right no more It's like my mind is so bored Ideas are so poor Trying to explore what for Banging on a locked door Critiquing everyone else's goods And got nothing to export Tried to be the best sport But ran into the next court Trying to clog my flow Possibly stop my go Not yet green, right? The street light's still yellow It's a tight squeeze I might need to stay as loose as jello Avoid the collision Attach a hook, hit lakes and keep fishing Heart's frostbitten Cause the frostbite lost sight of my mission Cause I tried, cared Tire got flat and I used the spare But despite all the distance I covered I had gone nowhere It's too cloudy, no fun Apollo, bring back the sun Wanna have a picnic with no rain or hail to get lifted And I would feed you clear cut Of the feeling in my mind But these abstract thoughts seem to be All I can find when I'm, I'm lost in an inner sorrow No matter where I go I can't see a path to follow By tomorrow may consume me I'm so certain Feeling hollow So tonight I'm going soul searching So tonight I'm going soul searching so tonight I'm going soul searching. 
So tonight I'm going soul searching. Check it out, Woods. So tonight I'm going soul searching. Blowing steam, lost in this stream of consciousness A lot on my mind, but I seem thoughtless Been disturbed for years, struggling to switch gears Trying to steal that treasure, like some broke buccaneers I just can't tell, I'm trapped in a shell I made a witch mad as hell She casted a spell and had a black cat Cross my path as well I'm not saved yet, buried, ringing a cracked bell It's tough, no fair way Every course is rough to the grass that's green But this is no golf scene The feeling is dominant, leaves a taste like a condiment If only I can look Desires to be prominent and focus on simple success. I can compress expectations I put on my chest. I can't bench press enough with the rhyming. My spirit is dying. I'm trying to take a mental trip to Zion and go soul searching.